Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From a detective's interviews with alleged victims to a former president allegedly demanding a publication to not report on Jeffrey Epstein, new documents released in the Epstein saga are continuing the conversation. We bring on former CIA and FBI agent Tracy Walder to make sense of what we've learned in these document dumps so far that named some very high-profile individuals. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. Okay, so last night we got another batch of documents that were unsealed and released in the Jeffrey Epstein saga. I'm talking about now over 900 pages of materials. New York Judge Loretta Preska ordered the release of all these documents since they're part of court filings in a defamation case that was filed by alleged Epstein victim Virginia Jufre against Epstein accomplice Ghislaine Maxwell. Epstein, remember, was the financier who died in his jail cell awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. This is off after having already pled guilty to state charges of soliciting and procuring a minor for prostitution over 10 years earlier, Maxwell was convicted of sex trafficking charges and sentenced to 20 years behind bars. By the way, she's currently sitting in a Florida prison. But at one point in time, Virginia Roberts, uh, who is now known as Virginia Jufre, she filed a defamation lawsuit against Maxwell in 2015. The case ended up being settled, but media outlets, uh, particularly the Miami Herald, really wanted to know what these documents were. What were these filings? Whose names were in these? So they tried to get all of these filings released. Judge Loretta Preska agreed at the end of December to release these documents with almost every John and Jane Doe named as their real identity. Now, some of these names weren't that surprising because the people either already revealed themselves in interviews, they put out statements, they've been photographed with Epstein and Maxwell, Now, it's very important to note that not everyone named in these documents is accused or or guilty of nefarious activity. You know, say the Epstein list. Oh, my goodness. It's not what you think it is. A lot of this is just names that are referenced. You know, you could have former employees. You could have victims. You could have associates. You could have just celebrities that were mentioned. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio's name was mentioned because one of the alleged victims was asked if she ever met him. That's it. There's nothing more nefarious about that. And I just want to be clear about that. When we talk about the release of all these documents, we have to put everything in context. Now, there are a lot of high-profile names and important people, and they're very interesting tidbits as well. So I want to talk about all this with former CIA and FBI agent Tracy Walder, who is the author of The Unexpected Spy and a News Nation uh, national security contributor. Uh, Tracy, so good to see you. Um, You have been following this as much as I have. So I'm going to ask you, just generally speaking, what are your thoughts on the last couple of days of release of all of these documents? Well, thank you so much for having me, Jesse. You know, my thoughts are exactly what you had mentioned before. Obviously, this isn't some little black book, right, of his his client hit list, if you will. But and I know I realize a lot of people don't have time to do this, but I, I read through the second um, release in full 
And, and by the way, we, we, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, you have Superman, Superman reading speed. You're just like this all the time for the whole night. <laughs> yeah, I read through it in full after I put yeah. my daughter into bed last night. Yeah. And yeah. what I found to be interesting is, uh, just as you said, some of these names are very much innocuous. Like I know David Copperfield, uh, the famous magician, um, is on there. And he was in there really just because he performed a magic show um, for, well, you know, Etsy. He, he but, made, you know what? Well, let's save him because he made an okay. interesting comment. We'll, tie, we'll talk about him in a minute. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah. He did. Or allegedly um, made a he, comment. But yeah. Yes. But I would argue from the most recent, the deposition list, the list of people that were to be deposed and why they were to be deposed in my opinion, is probably one of the more revealing looks, if that makes any sense into this. And really, uh, Bill Richardson is one that sticks out. So, so, so let's talk about that first. One of the documents that was released yesterday, um, it's a standard filing in a litigation. Um, you identify individuals who are likely to have evidence, likely to have information that's relevant to your case. And this was a filing from 2016 uh, from Ghislaine Maxwell listing over 70 people that she believed had information that could help her case, you know, disprove uh, Virginia Giuffre's uh, defamation claims. Um, and so just to give you an idea about what they say, for example, there was a woman named Evelyn Boulette. Ms. Boulette may have knowledge concerning plaintiff's false claims against defendant. Now, I have to tell you, Tracy, I didn't find it that particularly interesting because we don't know what that information was. We don't know who these people, what, what they knew about Virginia Jufre or what they knew about Ghislaine Maxwell or their connection to Epstein. It was just a list of people that might have information. And also the second half of it was, uh, you know, a list of articles and legal filings that might have information to help Maxwell's case. But you thought it was more important than that. Not for everyone, to your, yeah. to your point, right? Some of them, I have absolutely no idea, right? What yeah. what they were being deposed for, or it's very innocuous information, ju just as you said. But when I looked at the two, uh, Richardson and Fakai, uh, Frederick Fakai, you know, Richardson obviously was in the government, was the governor of New Mexico, served in the cabinet as well. Um, and it specifically said that what the information they wanted from him, what really piqued my interest was obviously knowledge of Epstein's activities, but in particular, that sentence said his knowledge of Epstein's relationships with underage kids. Mm. And that really stuck out to me. That I think is noteworthy and troublesome um, Let's, what he was being deposed for well what we're going to do is go through some of these high profile names break them down who they are what the relation are in these documents let's start with bill rich so jufre named the late new mexico governor bill richardson as one of the people she gave a massage to she couldn't remember certain details of the dates about when she was asked to do it she did say that she was sent to new mexico now another alleged uh, victim here uh, joanna schoberg she testified that Maxwell went to dinner with uh, Mr. Richardson when Schoberg was visiting the ranch. Uh, Richardson died in September of last year. He denied all the claims. What do you make of what we've learned uh, a little bit more about him, or, or maybe we didn't learn that much about him more in these documents? You know, I'm not sure that we learned a ton more about him than what we already knew. I think it was well known and assumed from, as you mentioned before, information that was already out there. As you said, he recently passed away and he has, you know, denied these claims against him. 
I think the problem is though, is these claims keep coming up and I am concerned and I would want to know if there was ever an investigation conducted um, into Richardson and whether or not he was procuring uh, illegal services, quite frankly, of Jeffrey Epstein. And so I think what's not in there is what's important to me as an investigator. I would want to know if there was ever an investigation done into him if these allegations were made. And let's be clear, this is also the beginning set of documents. More documents are going to be released. It may not have everything. I mean, there's going to be aspects of the Jeffrey Epstein saga that might not have been a part of this litigation between Virginia Giuffre and Ghislaine Maxwell, but we will wait and see. This is going to happen on a rolling basis. Now, I want to actually go to somebody that you uh, tweeted about, X'd about. I I still don't know what the right thing is, but um, it's former FBI director Louis Free. Am I saying his last name correctly? Free. Louis Free. Louis Free. Okay. And and as somebody who worked for the FBI, I thought this was really interesting because he's mentioned in a 2016 filing from Ghislaine Maxwell where she, as you said, identified people that may have information uh, that could help her case. It's a required disclosure. Uh, He was the head of the FBI from 1993 to June 2001 uh, during former President Bill Clinton's term. And it says that he may have knowledge concerning travel of Bill Clinton. Seems to me probably Ghislaine Maxwell wanted to show Clinton never visited Epstein's island or that he was only on Epstein's plane with Secret Service. What do you make of that? So the interesting thing is, is I'm actually more interested in Mr. Free's activities after he worked at the FBI, because really that's what this is questioning. Um, after he worked at the FBI... I think it's well known throughout the community that he did some controversial things and aligned himself with some controversial individuals. And one of those things was that he worked at the law firm and defended Alan Dershowitz in some of the allegations against him. And so, look, we have to remember these took place after his time as the FBI director, right? So I just want to make that really clear. Also, he is absolutely not being accused of, you know, partaking in any sex trafficking or anything like that. Um, But the thing that I am concerned about is that this is someone who would have had intimate knowledge, I guess, um, of the government, of the legal system, of the judicial apparatus here in this this country. Um, And I think it's more than just, in terms of my reading, uh, what he knew about Clinton's travels. It also is um, the discussions that he had with Dershowitz as well in defending him um, in the cases. Those are sort of what's being looked at and why his name appeared. And so that's why that was interesting to me. Yeah, I I agree with you. But for Maxwell's purposes, she wanted to, you know, get information from him to talk about where Bill Clinton was. And let's actually talk about Bill Clinton, because uh, the former president, uh, his name appears in these documents. Uh, He hasn't been accused of any wrongdoing. But as I said, his name appears in the filings. And he has always maintained that he had a, a relationship with Epstein, you know, in the 90s and the early 2000s, flew on his private jet for philanthropic work for the Clinton Foundation, but that he cut ties with him. And denies all wrongdoing uh, and denies all knowledge. And Clinton's representative said that uh, he never visited uh, Little St. James Island, Epstein's Island. But one of the more notable references in the documents concerns alleged victim, Jonna Schoberg, who I mentioned, um, because she claims that it, Epstein had said at one point to her, Clinton liked them young, referring to young girls. Um, now, it's important to know that Schoberg never met uh, Clinton or saw him. Uh, on the island, 
But I thought that was interesting. What was your take on that? I do think that's interesting. Obviously, it is someone's account, right? I She never met him and never saw him on the island. I also think we want to be fair to both parties here. Clinton's name was in there. And also, Mar-a-Lago was in there a lot. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah. And so I think both things are concerning to me. The way I see it, and maybe I shouldn't be so cut and dried, but this is the way I see it. Um, if you associated with Epstein prior to his sex crimes conviction in 2008. Um, I can understand that, maybe not knowing what his activities were, not knowing what he was doing, not knowing what he was a part of. But if you made a decision after 2008 to associate with him, to ride the Lolita Express, I guess that was the nickname for it, to visit his island. His plane, yeah. Right, uh, to visit his island, to partake in his, you know, philanthropic donations, after he had been convicted of that and it was well known um that he was that's where i take a little bit of issue in terms of former presidents and administ- members of the administration associating with him now there were other mentions of bill clinton uh that were brought up in reference to whether Dufresne's lawyers would be allowed to depose him uh, in the defamation suit the judge denied it there's also this email from january 2015 where glenn maxwell emails her agent after he had called Jufre a liar uh, on Maxwell's behalf, and she wrote, I have already suffered such a terrible and painful loss over the last few days that I can't even see what life after press will even look like. Statements that don't address all just lead to more questions. Why is, what is my relationship to Clinton? You know, again, you can make of that what it is, but this is what I really thought was interesting, and this came out of yesterday's document, Vanity Fair. So according to this latest round of documents, Virginia Giuffre claimed that former President Bill Clinton stormed into the offices at Vanity Fair and said that the magazine couldn't publish a story about Jeffrey Epstein. The claim was made in a May 2011 email concerning an interview to promote a book that Giuffre was writing, and she said Clinton walked into Vanity Fair and threatened them not to write sex trafficking articles about his good friend, J.E., meaning Jeffrey Epstein. That is a pretty wild claim. That's a public figure that would march in and start screaming demands. Now, a spokesperson for the editor of Vanity Fair at the time says, quote, this categorically did not happen. That, that was, for me, a little bit of a bombshell. Um, it was a bombshell. However, as I mentioned before, it's a, I guess he said, she said, she said, she said, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I find, because I don't want to say that Virginia Giuffre is not a believable individual. What happened to her is horrific, and um, I, I never want to dismiss that. However, I have a hard time believing that a former president with Secret Service in tow, because let's be honest, he would have had to have had Secret Service protection, would have done something so public um, about that. Uh, I, I'm not sure that that actually happened, but I don't want to be perceived as calling her a liar because I don't think that she is. But I do think that some of these claims may be recalled differently than than what occurred. I just yeah, I just can't see him doing that. I'll tell you, I thought it was interesting because it's my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I understood that there were reports that Epstein himself tried to prevent Vanity Fair from publishing articles about his alleged abuse of these two sisters. Uh, there was this journalist, uh, Vicki Ward, said in a podcast a couple years back that Epstein said, quote, I have reports here about you, your husband. I have everything under the sun that was sent to me by people who want to be helpful. Um, I don't know if you heard about that, but the idea that uh, you know Jeffrey Epstein was trying to kill stories. Now I hear that this allegation that Clinton was trying to kill stories in the same publication. 
just a little interesting to think about if you want to give your quick take I on could, that. I could see Epstein wanting to kill a story. I could understand that. I, I think what happened with Clinton, if it happened, maybe happened over email, over a phone call. I just don't see him physically storming into the office. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah. it doesn't seem practical. <laughs> I'm thinking from a tactical standpoint of Secret Service and Joe uh, coming up there and doing right. that. I just, I don't see it. Talking about law enforcement, one of the biggest pieces of new information revealed in this second batch of documents relates to the testimony from Palm Beach, Florida, Detective Joseph Ricari, because he testified about how Epstein recruited girls to give massages in his home and then offered to pay them if they brought over more friends. Ricari says that he interviewed more than 30 women. Most of them were younger than 18. They actually didn't have any massage experience at all. In fact, one of the victims, whose name is still redacted, said that she was 16 or 17 had no massage knowledge. She had, had no idea that her encounter with Jeffrey Epstein would involve sexual activity. She says the first time that she met him, Epstein just took off his her, her clothes without her consent. Um, and Detective Ricari says that every victim was asked to bring their friends to Epstein's home. Some did, some didn't. Um, that was interesting hearing from the detective. It was sad hearing from the detective, especially when um, she she goes into more about why certain individuals were targeted. You know, they were people that didn't have close ties with their families. Um, and I found that to be incredibly sad and incredibly vindictive and incredibly premeditated, quite frankly, mm. um, on Epstein's part. That um, and I, I do want to make a point too. there's redactions in uh, some of these documents. I think that's for two reasons. I think first of it, first of all, they were minors at the time uh, when they were giving statements, and so that's why some of them are redacted. And I also do think some may be, you know, currently under investigation. So I think those might be the two reasons. But it was really, really sad, um, and it was really interesting to see how purposeful Epstein and Maxwell, quite frankly, were in recruiting people because. It wasn't just about young, pretty girls. They were purposely looking for girls who maybe didn't have an education, didn't have resources, yep. didn't have close ties to family members. And that's really pure evil, quite frankly. That leads me to somebody you mentioned before, David Copperfield, because the magician, right? And, and yeah. there was this allegation that you know, Copperfield had visited Epstein in the past. Ms. Schoberg, who I mentioned before, one of the alleged victims, she testified that she met Copperfield at a dinner at one of Epstein's homes. She says that he performed some magic tricks. But this is really the part that I thought was so fascinating. According to her, Copperfield makes the statement, quote, girls were getting paid to find other girls. Now, she says he didn't really go into further any further details, including whether the girls were underage. But that comment is so chilling, considering mm -hmm. what we just talked about, this recruitment method of not only getting these victims, but having these victims as recruiters. It's chilling and disgusting. Where was the hero in any of this situation? I guess that's sort of, this is gonna sound terrible. It shows me what a coward Copperfield is and what a lot of these people were if they had knowledge um, that minors were being recruited and then asked to recruit their friends. What that tells me is that Copperfield may not have been partaking and what was going on, there's no, I couldn't find any allegations of that, but he knew. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. 
It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Um, it sounds like, right, in making that statement, what was going on, but neglected to do anything about it. And if you know, I'm not saying that, you know, he had to, no one has any moral obligation. I just wish someone would have done something. Yeah. And in that vein, I mean, just about this recruiting, Jufre's ex-boyfriend, Anthony Figueroa, testified in deposition that Glenn Maxwell had repeatedly asked him to bring underage Mm -hmm. girls to Epstein's house in Palm Beach. Um, You know, we we talked about it as well. And let's get into it a little bit more. Jean-Luc Brunel. Um, who I think is a fascinating character in this uh, as well. And so he's mentioned several times in the documents. Um, he was this French model scout who faced allegations of sexual assault that had been going on for decades. He was accused of providing Epstein's sex trafficking ring with the young girls, and that he also has sexually abused them, denied the, alleg- the, the accusations. I mean, there was a specific allegation in the documents that Jane Doe number three was trafficked to Brunel. Uh, the documents mm-hmm. also allege that he would go after these girls from poor countries, get them for modeling jobs, lure them in. He was charged with rape of minors in December of 2020 by French prosecutors. He died from an apparent suicide in 2022. Um, quick take on him. It's hard to sometimes put it into words, right? Um, because what's so upsetting, you know, he was charged and I know he recently passed away. But the thing is, in my opinion, one of the things that the document show, particularly in regards to Brunel as well, is how much people knew about what was going on, what he was doing, the women that he was providing. And again, he's focused on women from disenfranchised countries, from disenfranchised groups. And they were never held accountable. And either someone did try to turn them in and no one listened about it, or no one or people were too scared um, to turn mm. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know what it is, but we look at bystanders a lot, you know, in history. And I think there's a lot of bystanders here. Um, In my opinion, someone like Jean-Luc Brunel, who this went on with him for quite some time. And this wasn't, you know, an isolated incident like some people on that list. This is someone who I think was known for quite over a decade um, of providing women uh, to Epstein. And I'm just surprised that nothing really ever came of it until about 2020. What did you think of Frederick Fakai talking about in famous individuals? This was a famous hairdresser. Uh, <laughs> accuser uh, Joanna Schoberg again testified in 2016 that when she was giving Epstein a massage, she heard Epstein on the phone say, I, I heard him call someone and say, Fakai is in Hawaii. Can we find some girls for him? Uh, she was asked, what was your reaction to that? She said, well, I was massaging and I didn't have a reaction. I tried to remain yeah. reactionless the whole five years. 
Well, first of all, I'm going to take the last part first. The fact that she had to remain reactionless the whole five years and just like detach herself from reality, right? Like that was probably the self-preservation mode um, that she needed to go into. The thing about Fakai, excuse me, that was interesting to me was that I'm not sure that I fully realized that Epstein had this wide of a network, right? And was providing these women or underage women, um, allegedly, to individuals in different countries, in different states. I'm not sure I fully understood the scope of that. Fakai isn't necessarily, when I looked at one of the reasons he was being deposed, it wasn't about his knowledge of interaction with underage women. It was more just about his knowledge of Epstein himself. And so mm. I guess is, yeah. So my guess is that it was probably related uh, to that phone call, um, but I, I'm not sure. Um, so, so let's get into now three big names, um, Prince Andrew, Donald Trump, and Alan Dershowitz. We'll start with Prince Andrew. Um, one of the most famous of Epstein's alleged associates, Prince Andrew, the Duke of York. Jufre accused him of being one of the people that she had sex with as a minor. He settled a lawsuit with her out of court for reportedly millions of dollars. He continues to deny any wrongdoing, but Ms. Schoberg, again, now accuses Prince Andrew of groping her breast while they were taking a photo with a puppet, with a Prince Andrew puppet lookalike. I talked about this in a previous sidebar. <laughs> And then you have another accuser, unidentified, who claims that she was told to sleep with Prince Andrew during, during an orgy uh, mm -hmm. on the island. And a court filing from 2014 alleges that, he, that this woman was forced to have sex with him uh, when she was a minor at least three different places, including um, Epstein's Island. Uh, what do you make of that? First of all, let's the puppet. I, yeah, yeah, that was I, the, uh, just, uh, you know, I, people, instead of everybody going to the other... Puppet was taken. Looks yes. like uh, Prince Andrew. I was just making a visual in, a in my mind. I, I, I really wish you didn't. I really wish you didn't. Because apparently they <laughs> took the puppet's hand, put it on Virginia Dufresne's breast, and it then was, he holds Schoberg's breast. I mean, it was in, insane. I, I was, when I was reading, so in the papers, the most graphic, I would say, information most detailed graphic information was about prince andrew at least that's what i gleaned from sort of that second dump um of papers i don't think i fully understood how involved it was and it sounds to me like this puppet was made especially for him and galene maxwell kept it sometimes um for him uh for that use and so it just shows how involved um, Prince Andrew was. And I think also a lot of times because of obviously the courage of Ms. Frey coming forward, right? And talking about it, we forget that he victimized other women probably allegedly as well. And so it was interesting to see the accounts um, of right. the other women and their allegations, but then also coupled with the puppet that in my opinion was probably made for the purpose of engaging in this, it it was very disturbing. Uh, yeah, it was. If you want, I'll talk about the Stephen Hawking one too before we even get into Donald Trump. So Stephen Hawking, the you know acclaimed yeah. physicist, very weird. There was an implication that he might have been involved in an orgy. It came from an email from Jeffrey Epstein to Ghislaine Maxwell, where they were basically saying, you know, she'd go after Jeffrey's uh, associates, try to tell them that none of this is true. Um, and one of the allegations that I didn't know of before was that apparently 
Stephen Hawking was in an orgy. Again, that seemed to be the only reference I could find. If you want to quickly tackle that. That was the only reference that I could find as well. But I think the interesting thing is no one's name, I guess, should surprise anyone anymore, given what Mm. we're seeing in terms of. I also think, too, we as a society have this, like, interest in deviant behavior and really that's what this is engaging in quite frankly and so i'm i'm guessing that's why it's capturing a lot of people's attention and let's be clear also now about former president donald trump um because Mm -hmm. he's mentioned uh in these documents not accused of any wrongdoing we knew that trump and epstein had a relationship back in the 90s trump previously called him a terrific guy says the two had a falling out but miss schoberg says that when she was on epstein's jet They actually diverted to New Jersey because of bad weather, and she claims Epstein said, great, we'll call up Trump and we'll go to the casino. Um, She said that she was with Jufre on the plane. They didn't gamble because Jufre was too young. Um, Schoberg also testified in the documents that she was never asked to give Trump a massage. Um, Jufre testified, though, when she was 17. You mentioned Mar-a-Lago. She was working at Mar-a-Lago before she was recruited uh, to be a masseuse for Epstein. Anything there that's innocuous? Because I don't really see anything there. Uh, I don't necessarily see anything in regards to, you know, Trump partaking in any of this illicit activity. Um, My concern, and I mentioned it before, was how much Mar-a-Lago appears um, in the documents. And now I understand Trump is not clearly responsible for everything that occurs at Mar-a-Lago. Of course not. Um, But the fact that Jufre was there, I think other women also were there too. I worry that it was some kind of a coaching ground uh, for Epstein uh, in regards to finding women um, for his network. So I'm less concerned about Trump and like what his specific involvement was. It sounds like they were associates, which is, un- I, I don't want to say understandable, but I, I get it from like a philanthropic point of view. Same yep. thing with Clinton and some of the other individuals as well. Um, but I am concerned about Mar-a-Lago and how many women came from there. And just going now to other high-profile people that Jufre has said that she was trafficked to, I mean, there's Tom Pritzker, uh, the American yeah. billionaire, owns Hyatt Hotels, uh, his cousin of Illinois Governor uh, J.B. Pritzker, uh, if you want to talk about that. But also I'll mention Alan Dershowitz, um, because he is, as we, keeps coming up, one of somebody we talk about a lot, he's a prominent lawyer. He uh, has been mentioned before in connection with Jufre and Epstein. Uh, Jufre withdrew an allegation against Dershowitz uh, in the past. But according to these documents, a person only identified as Jane Doe number three, who was a minor, says that she was forced to have sex with Dershowitz in Florida, New York, New Mexico, U.S. Virgin Islands, and private planes. She was then instructed to report back to Epstein about what happened. Uh, and the documents also claim that Dershowitz was an eyewitness to other sexual mm-hmm. abuse. So if you want to talk about Dershowitz and Pritzker, I think those are two important names. Yeah, I'll start with Dershowitz, if that's okay. Yeah. Jane Doe number three. I felt had the most compelling information or testimony um, about Dershowitz, obviously, and his involvement. I think that's where Louis Free comes into play, right? Is that, you know, his firm was was representing him. And I have to wonder if that's why it also his name also came into play, right? It's more than just Clinton's travel. Um, in, in terms of that, I mean, that is pretty detailed information. I know Jufre withdrew uh, her statements right about Dershowitz, but I'm concerned and confused as to why more wasn't done based on Jane Doe number three's testimony in regards to investigating 
this claim because if these women at the time were underage, obviously that is a crime and law enforcement needs to investigate that. I don't know if it was just never reported uh, to law enforcement and only here. That's what I don't know. And that's what I'm trying to understand. Um, so I, about Dershowitz, I, I, I think by far the most compelling information has come from Jane Doe number three. Um, in regards to Pritzker, you know, I think here's the thing, we idolize a lot of these people and assume that uh, they don't do anything wrong. And I think that's what's very upsetting uh, to a lot of people is you see these individuals, Dershowitz, Free, uh, Clinton, Mar-a-Lago, right? Like things that we view as making prominent decisions, places in our society, and they are not infallible and they may or may not have engaged um, in illegal activity. There's a lot more names uh, we could talk about. There's a lot more people we could talk about, but uh, otherwise we'd be here for the next two hours. Um, but listen, <laughs> this is just the start of it. Um, we mentioned that this is only in the beginning. There's going to be more documents, but I think we're expecting more than 200 documents with thousands of pages of information to be released over the next several days. So we're going to obviously continue the conversation. Uh, Tracy Walder, thank you so much. Thank you for going through all the documents. Uh, look oh. at you staying up late doing that, but really, really appreciate it. Um, you're terrific as always. Thank you, Jesse. All right, everybody, that is all we have for you right now here on Sidebar. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.